We'll start with growth. Yeah. Right. So it starts with growth. So that your main focus with the growth mindset has to be improving yourself. Right. And that's not just a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a purely mental thing yeah. and that can cause physical improvements, but it's all, it should all start as mental growth. How can I elevate my mindset? How I can agree. I think better? How can I improve myself? A lot of times we get fo- focused on what we already do well instead of what we can do better. What did you, what do you think as far as growth mindset? I mean, we've been defining this for some time as we've been building this out. What is like your version of to that point? I think it's a moving target. I think the, the foundation never changes, right? The values never change why you're doing it never changes, but your ability to define it might look differently in 10 years as opposed to 10 years ago. Um, and right now for me, it's sort of this subconscious desire to learn and grow. Um, and I say subconscious because again, you know, many of the things that I've experimented with, I've made practice every day, waking up every morning and, and making it a note to be positive. 15 minutes of my day impacts my whole day. So little practices like that make it subconscious. So subconscious sort of desire to learn and grow. And then the byproduct of that is you make better decisions. You're more positive. And Wait, I got to pause you there. Yeah. Because you said something I want to make sure I don't miss and What's up? that we understand is the subconscious piece to that. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about having a growth mindset, is a growth mindset then something that you're born with? No. Or is that something that you can build? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because no. if it's subconscious and it's something that you're automatically doing, someone may feel that, well, I, I don't yeah. have those thoughts naturally, just subconsciously. That's a, no, that's a great question. So maybe I can't have a growth mindset. That's, uh, and I touched on it very briefly, but you're, you're so right in that question. Um, subconscious to me is now after practicing a growth mindset and all the aspects of that for the last 10 years. It's subconscious now that I'm looking for mm. and desiring and fully desiring to, to, to learn and grow. But make no mistake, at 18 or 22 or 25, I wasn't there, Okay. right? I had aspects, moments of brilliance, you know, pieces of my, of my day or my process of mental, you know, stability that were all, you know, uh, uh, putting me in the right direction. But I never, it's not even dialed in 100%. I just say subconscious because at this point, it's, it's through practice of the last 10 years, man. So it sounds like, and like, make sure I'm getting this right, you're saying in, in the early stages in life, you, probably, you, you don't have a growth mindset no. really at all, no. right? It, you're, you're just figuring out survival instincts, how to survive yeah. in the environment that you were born in. Yeah, and real quick, I'll cut you off there because there are two, this is a really binary way of putting it, but, but let's just say there are two types of people. Um, you're either raised you know, with the foundation and values of a growth-minded thinker or you're not. Either way, it doesn't matter. You still have to work at it. It's like a mm-hmm. muscle. If you don't continue working at it, there's, there's no ability for you to, to withstand more or to lift more, whatever the case is. And so there, whether you're coming from you know, a, a, you know, a, an environment at home or an environment at school or uh, just a society and culture, you have the ability to have a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, but that, let's, let's not exactly. define it as different, right? You're just, you're playing, you're all playing the same game. Okay. Some people might have advantages of being raised the right way or being raised in, you know, in the right environment, whether that be, you know, socially and culturally, what have you. But hundred percent, it's manufactured. You have to manufacture it yourself and you have to continue putting the lights on every morning and going to work, right? That's, that's what you have to do, in I, my opinion. No, I, and I completely agree with that. And I'm thinking I want to give 
props to my dad right now because <laughs> I am fortunate enough to have been born in a family with a father that early on instilled that in me and, and what made sure. So he'd say things like, um, Austin, like you can't say can't. <laughs> That's yeah. like, you're not allowed to say that in our house. Yeah. Because I said, well, dad, I can't do this. He said, you what? You what? Well, I, I, I can't, excuse me? Well, he's like, you can do anything you want That's to do. That's awesome. Yeah. Anything. And I'm like, That's so okay. Valuable. Yeah. So he was really, really pushing me. There was nothing. I said, man, I wish I could. That's why a lot of this video stuff is happening. I wish I could make videos. Why can't you? Let's go. Go get a camera. Okay. Well, I don't know how to record. Yeah. You don't know how to do anything. That's, that's the whole point of life. You've, you've got to be learning. That's the journey of life is learning yeah. how to do things. So I figure out how to, how to work a camera. And I'm like, oh, dad, now I know how to take videos. He's like, yeah. So make, make like, what do you want to film? Well, I want to make a movie, but I don't know how to. All right, well, you got to learn. You need a program. And he constantly pushed me towards growing and learning new things. And I, that I appreciate because now I can tell is, is what you kind of talked about as far as becoming that subconscious, natural thing where when I see something that I'm interested in, I'm also now interested in the learning and, and development of that thing. But not just when you're interested too. And I know you, so the audience like doesn't have this side or this perspective, but I know the fact that whether you're approaching somebody on the street or just a new opportunity that might not even be for you, you're immediately looking for ways to, to benefit yourself from that or positively impact yourself from that. Mm -hmm. It's like an opportunity. Oh, hey, this is an sure. opportunity to learn or to grow or to see things in a new perspective regardless of the fact that it was meant for you or not. You're yeah. there, so you're gonna make it a positive note, right? And you do that every time, to your point. And I think that's one of those parts to me that isn't as subconscious as, as it may appear, mm -hmm. because I, I do actively, in, in most situations, like I'm t constantly telling myself, like, Austin, what can you learn from this? What can you get from this? What can you learn from this? What can you get from this? Because a lot of the times I start to feel a little overconfident in myself and in my own abilities. And I start to think that, oh man, like I'll talk to someone and I immediately sum them up. I'm like, man, this, this person's not, not on my level. <laughs> not on my level, look at that level, he's not on my level, right? right? And then I have to immediately make sure that that feeling should also trigger the other feeling that says, oh, Austin, you're feeling up here, bring yourself back down here. This person knows something that you don't know. <laughs> It's your responsibility to figure that out right now, right? And then a lot of times yeah. I'll engage in that conversation with that individual and lo and behold, that thing pops up and then now I feel like this and they're way up here, <laughs> right? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, well, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover, but always be actively looking to learn something. And then now I know, I'm like, wow, I can grow this much from this individual. I can grow this much from this situation, from this opportunity. Yeah, I think right? one of the underlines you just talked about too is judgment. Um, I think that more of a growth mindset, um, one of the factors is lack thereof, like no judgment. You know, everybody's on earth. We all live in the same, you know, hopefully 80 to 100 years. We all have the same process that to long, learn and grow, right? well, <laughs> you know, I'm expecting 98, you know what I mean? So no, it's just judgment, right? I mean, you can't, everybody's situation is different. You don't know what demons they have. You don't know where they came from. Mm -hmm. You know, all, all you know is you see them you know, at a moment, a brief glimpse in time as to where they are, but you have exactly. no idea where they came from. It's and so easy to judge in that moment. Oh, too. Yeah. Oh. It's so easy and to judge in the, that moment. Yeah, people get defeated too nowadays, man, of just giving in to the 
societal norms, right? The, you know, who's driving the nicest car or who's yeah. got the most money or biggest house or whatever. I mean, I think one of the top Google searches is like net worth of celebrities. Yeah. Listen, if you put yourself in that position, do, you know, do you, you buy the nice car, buy the nice house, you worked hard, you deserve it. But for other people to put those people up on a pedestal for those yeah, reasons, exactly. is wrong. what they should be doing is putting people in the perspective or in the light of what it took to get them there. Right. Not just by happenstance, but what kind of work did they put? I think you just brought up something really, really big there in terms of us talking about growth mindset and then how people tend to um, give value to something. And it's typically financial, you know, or or, or something that someone has based on assets. Mm -hmm. How do we start creating a shift towards the growth mindset? Someone's mindset in and of itself being what's valuable and not necessarily what they have because... You could almost say someone like Jeff Bezos was just as valuable, you know, 20 years ago as mm-hmm. he is right now. Right. The only thing that's changed is he's built a business and obviously the growth of himself yeah, yeah, yeah. in between. But his mindset before he made all the money was was something that was to be sought after. So how do we start looking at that and analyzing that type of mindset and promoting the value of someone's mindset over just assets and, and, and things like that. That's How a tough question. That That's a great question. Um, I think there's multiple ways we can look at this. It's the first step. Yeah, the, the first step, man, uh, you got to know yourself before you're even paying attention to anyone else. 100%. It's a big first step. We've talked about <laughs> sort of delivering that three-piece package to our younger selves and what it would consist yep. of. It's yourself. It's learning about yourself, right? And you know, it's, it's maybe it's gimmicky or whatever you want, you know, want to say, but I think it's more valuable for younger generations nowadays to go travel the world and to experience life in a different way so they can understand themselves and how they operate within this world. Um, that'll ultimately impact them in a more positive way and, and, and lead to things like joy and happiness. Mm-hmm. And so to your point, when you wrap all that up and you put it in a bow or package, bow it up and 100% understanding yourself, right? Because when you, when you understand who you are, what makes you happy, you know, uh, your triggers, anything like that, you, the byproduct of that is you humble yourself. You humble yourself in realizing that you are not these things and you only have the capability of being these things if you work at them as like a strengths and weaknesses, for instance. And when you start to break that stuff down, you break down all those barriers that look like ego that look like overconfidence, that look like um, even in a negative, like I can't do these things and you disregard all of them. And you, you really just simplify your perspective. And I think when you do that, you start to look at other people and other things and, and experiences as opportunities to learn and opportunities to grow. And, uh, and, and you know, the byproduct of that is you have less judgment, you impact people more positively. And, uh, and ultimately, and I really think this is just a, you know, a piece of the pie when it comes to evolution of mankind and, and, you know, our modern life. I think that that's a huge, huge piece of it. It might be only a piece of it, but it's a huge piece. Well, I think you said one of the big things I heard there was looking for opportunity. And I think that direct directly related back to kind of what I was asking about. How do you start? visualizing and seeing and understanding who's got a specific type of mindset and elevating that. And I think the person with, with the kind of mindset that we're talking about, that we're describing, that we aspire to have ourselves, 
is someone that is always looking for opportunities. And I think that yeah. that could be one of the first things that you look at as you're analyzing your, your family, your friends, you know, the people that you spend a lot of time with, your network, who's always looking for opportunities to grow, right? Yeah. You should be, <laughs> right? And, and then look out and say, man, if, if you notice someone that's always, man, that person's always looking for some, like an opportunity to improve themselves, always looking for an opportunity to grow and expand and try something new. I think that's you identifying someone with a growth mindset, right? Someone, someone that is looking to learn more about themselves, more about the world, more about opportunities, yes. you know? Yes. And I think that that's something that we should try to mirror as much as we can. And then to your point, looking back, like the first step, I think you nailed it. Like understanding who you are, and that's one of the big, and that's what takes the, the 15, 20 years right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, longer than that. It's yeah, an infinite I, game. It really is like an infinite saying, game. Right? Yeah. You're constantly learning about yourself, yeah. but really starting to break yourself down and, and knowing, man, how do I think? How do I learn? How do I grow? Yeah. And, and figure, once you figure that out, then you can start figuring out what how valuable you are, how to increase your value, what is value, um, and really start growing into what you wanna grow into. You know right? what, and I have a question for you, but before, I wanna, I wanna make this last point because the science is very, very young from this aspect, but we talk about, and it's out there everywhere, right? The books like The Secret, and they talk about the law of attraction and the law of vibration, right? I really think that we're just, just soon to break the barrier on the science behind positive frequency and a positive mindset and what that impacts. So while I might not have the data right now because we as a society don't to back that up, I do know that a positive um, vibration or, or thought is put out at a higher frequency than a negative. And that's the one thing we know at least so far. So just in understanding that as a basic scientific factor, you should immediately start to break yourself down and realize where you're thinking negative and the impacts it can have on your life in total. And so when you focus on thinking more positive, understand that the science is, while it might be early, there's already early scientific facts that indicate that thinking more positive will impact your life in a more positive way. And that is part of understanding yourself. When you start and you do that, I think that that's Give me the 30 second breakdown though, like the quick, what do you mean by like the, the scientific side of positive thinking? Are you saying yeah. that our, like a positive thought shoots out of my brain and goes into the ethos, <laughs> yeah. right? And then causes yeah. some, like what, like what, yeah, what do so, you mean by um, that? The, and, and mind you, I'm no scientist. Um, think of it like a sound wave. Okay. Sound can be measured in frequency and different variables of it, right? And so when you put it a higher volume, you're putting out a higher frequency. Uh, but what we understand is that you can do the same with thoughts through different brain waves and measures. And they have basically gotten to the point where they understand the difference between a positive thought and a negative thought. Now, Damn. that breaks down and can be super, super relative. And that means it can mean different things for different people. Positive for one person like you is different. I was going to say, what's like a positive? Me. What is a positive? Well, and thought? that's the science. That's why the science is still early. So I'm not going to to speak, you know, too too much yeah, on that. Yeah. But I do know that there is a difference clearly, and it's now proven. And all I can tell is that, simply put, a, a positive thought puts out a, a higher frequency. Which, when by definition, when you're doing that, more people hear it, right? And just because we can't mm. see this frequency 
more people respond to it. And it affects our chemistry and, and some of the, the molecules in our body in ways that we don't understand yet. We just know that it affects them. And so if I had just this sort of basis to, to you know, wrap my theories on, um, this would be it. You know, it's thinking positive because whether or not I feel good, I know science is starting to, to back it in small ways. And, and it's just an indicator, but I think it's really I key. think an interesting side note um, to what you're saying here is it's, it's cool to kind of see how we're always making these like hypotheses based on, yeah. on the science we don't have yet, right? right? And like how the world works. And it's really cool to start watching the science develop and then prove some of those things that, you know, we, and by we, I mean like civilization, yeah. kind of already, we, we knew, we, we kind of knew, we just didn't know the how. Like we knew that this caused this, we didn't know how, and then science slowly starts to explain, hey, this is how that happens. Yeah. Um, but we get those feelings ahead of time as we're interacting in our space, in the world, and, and start seeing how things are, are interacting with each other. So I think it's just kind of cool to, to see us, us, us imagining how things are gonna happen or, or making predictions on how things are happening mm -hmm. and then see the science prove it. That's a cool one. Yeah, cool it is, it's back, interesting, but. you know, and it's, it's kind of, you, you mirror, when people talk about, you know, what they think life will look like in 50 years, you know, you get guys like Elon Musk and they're yep. got all these big dreams. He's and, actually and building visions. it. So he's actually building it. <laughs> right? he's, an, he's an operator for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's it's you kind of put that hand in hand with with where, you know, your point where we see ourselves, not just as a society, but where do we see ourselves as as human beings, you know, when it comes to real things like lifespan or you know how how far somebody can go in life be that it may it might be relevant my prediction on that is still is still like the matrix i i think <laughs> i really think be. we're gonna yeah, no we're idea. gonna end up in computers i get somehow it. i mean it's already happening if you looked at the facebook mm -hmm. thing with meta and how they're building the 3d world like yeah. as we start to get more and more integrated with technology we're gonna be living in the internet man yeah. it, it, it's, it's just a matter of time it it's my prediction all right. <laughs> it out it? There. I mean, it's a very easy prediction to make based on yeah. you know the facts, but it's, it's just crazy how the technology is growing so quickly um, and how, how, how we're integrating with it and how it's going to change the way we interact. We've got access to so much information right now. It's ridiculous. No doubt. We can see anything at any point in time, whenever we want to do it. And we're still trying to figure out what to do with that, like yeah. humanity itself. Well, so let me ask you then what, like we talked about growth, we talked about you know, delivering a nice fancy package to our younger selves as to what to do and what to look for in life. Um, at what age did you realize, okay, maybe I have the foundation of a growth mindset. And maybe you didn't think quite like, hey, I'm gonna define this as a growth mindset, but what, at what age did you realize and start practicing the ideals and the, the pillars of bricks and things like that that really lead to a growth mindset? I could spend hours and hours and hours and working on something, you know, when we were 15, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And generally the people that I'm around get bored around the 15 minute mark, right? <laughs> 15 minutes, we're doing something that may be a little short, but definitely an hour. Do you think I, because you had a goal and maybe they didn't, or do you think that that was purely emotional? I, oof, I think, I think it could be back to that results based thinking. Um, and the goal itself, because mm -hmm. as I'm creating, all I can see is the finished product. 
Right. That's it. I get in that zone and I start working and I get really, not, it's frustrated, but it's exciting. It's exciting for me too. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to do this, but I know in about 60 seconds, I'm going to know how to do this thing. And then I know how to do it. And then you'll see me dancing in my chair. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> yeah. just got it. And then it's on to the next thing. And I'm like, all right, well now how do I do this part? I'm like, ah, so someone watching is like, man, awesome. Like that does not look fun, but it is like, I actually do enjoy that. And I think it allows me to enjoy the whole growth process. Like I'm, I'm gravitated towards the growth process now. Do you feel, cause we've talked a lot about, you know, circumstances of, our, of, of us being raised, you know, with, in this case, fathers that instill good values in us. Mm. You know, the word can't is not a thing. My dad did the same thing, Yep. you know, and I think that a lot of those pieces like that are common denominators with other people who might have a growth mindset or might have the foundation of one. Um, but when it comes to just making a change, like talking about going into a growth mindset and having the mindset where you go into something with a vision or a goal and you're just going to see it through. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to let it negatively impact you. You're just going to jump in, you're going to start doing it. I almost feel like there's this sort of chip on your shoulder, right? Like you're always trying to strive for something. But I think at some point, and this is super early on, or at least at times in life, let's put it this way. At times in life, I didn't have that chip. Most of the time I did, but I found moments, very, very brief moments, whether it be, you know, a byproduct of my circumstance right, of my environment at home or my environment at school, that I felt that I just didn't have that chip. So I had this kind of lack thereof, of a desire to, to want to learn and grow and do different things. I guess my question is, did you ever, did you ever feel like that? Did I feel like you had moments in time where you just didn't want to learn or grow? <laughs> That's a fact. Um, yes, I felt like that a lot. Um, it just hasn't been the dominating factor. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of times, I mean, that happens now, you know, I, I get comfortable, um, in what I'm doing and I think everyone knows this. I think this, this, it's, yeah. it's inside your, inside your head all the time. It's like, you know, when you're comfortable, you're not growing and you know, when you're growing, you're not comfortable. hundred percent. So you start feeling comfortable and you like the comfort, the longer you're, the longer you're comfortable the more uncomfortable you should get because you start, you should start realizing that, man, I've been comfortable for consecutive days, for consecutive weeks, for consecutive years. That means that I'm not growing. I'm not making any improvements to my life. So I tried to, at a young age, learn to make it a habit to cause discomfort in myself. Like you've got to create that discomfort. Did you feel like, at a younger age, you created something similar? Like what made you start thinking the way you think now? Did you feel mm. like you needed to make yourself uncomfortable? Or yeah. was it more about what you were growing into? Kind of, how did that work? I think like a lot of uh, young men, and my dad can uh, attribute to this, uh, I didn't listen to my dad uh, at all. And so he taught me a lot of those great values, but he taught me, and we've talked about this through experience because he knew that was the best way to communicate. You know, he knew that when we had to sit down and have a talk about something I was, should have been doing differently or better that I wasn't really going to listen. And I think everybody has that problem, but it was a combination of what he taught me through experiences, um, which sort of, sort of instilled this subconscious, um, how I carry myself aspect of, of me and just, 
how I approach things or how I talk to people or whatever the case is. You know, it starts with the small things when you're young. And uh, it was a combination of that and then me realizing around nine, 10, some, somewhere in that vicinity that you have some capabilities and some things that you really can go far with. And it wasn't even a comparison. It was just the uh, other people are doing this. Well, Aaron, you can do this. So whatever it takes to do whatever it is or make the vision or the life that you want to do and you want to create, you just got to get out and build it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the combination of the two from foundation and core values to just saying yes is, is what that took me. But that was a struggle too. That was a, you know, I, at nine, 10 years old, I realized that. But, you know, even into my early 20s, I still struggle with keeping the consistency of a growth mindset. And I think what I had to learn was how to pull myself out of that, those lull moments where I was feeling too comfortable. And I would do that by shaking myself up. For instance, I love to travel. I, I traveled all growing up. My parents, you know, used to take me all kinds of places, you know, in different ways and different experiences. And, uh, and I always loved to do it. And really around, I'd say like 18 years old, I started to want and have that desire to travel more. And it was really just because I was becoming less comfortable with staying comfortable. And I wanted to grow and learn and experience new cultures and new people and new ideas. And um, around 18, I sort of made that shift into a more consistent version of what I, you know, that subconscious mindset that we talked about earlier. Mm. And uh, that started with me literally at, I think I was 22, I picked up and I was actually, uh, you know, we were working together at the time. And um, at the time, uh, VP Nick um, said, you know, you've been doing really well, man. With What is it that you want? And I'm like, you know what? I want to go overseas and uh, I want to learn Italian. I want to learn French and I want to I just want to embody myself with that culture. I don't, I, that was the first answer I had. So what I did he said, tell me the dates. I said, all right, here are the dates. He said, all right, go. And I did. I booked a, a solo trip <laughs> I remember over that. there. And I experienced all on my own backpacking countries I've never been in, which, you know, for people that have done it, and especially me nowadays, I think, oh, well, you know, now I know how to do all this stuff. But at yeah. the time, you know, when you're trying to shake yourself from a mindset standpoint, you're trying to, to really learn and grow, you, I put myself way out there. Right. And I'm talking if if my growth was the 50 yard line, I was near the end zone, man. I was really mm. there and I learning a language and having to communicate without that um, understanding, you know, how to make the experience your own and, and how to how to just make decisions when you are living out of a backpack. I think it's just a different mindset. And so it really simplified me and, and kind of where I was at and where I wanted to go. hundred percent. It is probably the uh, the most impactful moment. And what I did with that momentum is I never stopped. I constantly looked for the new opportunities that could put me in that frame of mind and make me feel those jitterbugs. Mm. And so now it's like an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, you know, <laughs> you I'm about it. ready to dive off cliffs, man. It's <laughs> it's getting to that point. So, you know, no parachute, I, no parachute, man. <laughs> no parachute. <laughs> I'll get the little fly suit. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I think, you know, I think that's, that's a big part, you know, it's just understanding your momentum too. And if, you know, once you say yes, once it becomes easier to say yes, twice. Yes. Yeah. So we've, we've gone over a lot of things. I want to kind of start wrapping things up. 
the second pillar of bricks. Let's talk about that. I wanted you to really kind of explain that second pillar as far as process and yeah. why we find that important and critical for you success. know it's a process to get you to a defined goal um and what that there's two two parts to that i believe that are at least impact me and i think that the first part is when you understand yourself and do all the things we talked about earlier when you when you take the time to understand yourself and how the world impacts you and how you impact the world um you become more of a growth minded thinker, right? Or more positive, which can lead you into more growth. Um, when you get to the point where you're having so many of those positive and new opportunity impactful experiences, right? And, you, and, and you're multiplying those day after day after day, a process then comes in to have to refine that and to spend your time on the things that important, that are most important, excuse me. Um, so to me, I'm using that process to tailor and refine and make more proficient my day-to-day -day so that I can be more positive and impactful and reach the goals that I know I have. Exactly. Um, so that's, to me, you know, it's, it's hard to have one without the other, right? Process, you know, exactly. versus under, things like understanding yourself and knowing what you want to do and how you want to do it. Um, they work together for sure, but I, I do think the process is a byproduct of you getting to the point where your, that momentum is creating new opportunities consistently to where you have to put a process in place and stay, you know, uh, keep yourself on task to, to complete whatever the goal is. And, it, and yeah. it can be easy, right? You know this, it's, I have a goal at the end of the week of, you know, doing so many things or getting so much done around the house. It could be anything, but I also have a goal of where I want to be at age 55. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Financially and otherwise, and that vision, you know? So I think process is huge. It can be multiplied or used in different ways. Um, but either way, it's it's one of the common denominators, probably the biggest common denominator that can lead to to really just goals. Yeah, <laughs> accomplishing the attainment goals. Of yeah, the goal. and the attainment of the goal. But I mean, I'm curious to know because you and I think differently from a perspective standpoint. Like, what is your definition of that? Like, how do you define? Yeah. So I, I think having a a process driven approach to pursuing your goals is the only way to have repeated goal attainment, like, or actually any goal attainment. I, I think it's easy to think of a goal, yeah. but it's, it's the person that takes the extra step to create the process that actually drives towards that goal. And as the, the bigger the goal gets, the more important it is to have a process that's gonna be driving you towards that goal. Um, and I think that that's why originally when we got together and created the first version of what Bricks was, yeah. it was really just based on the process. We met yeah. every single week and it was, we don't know what we're doing. We just know that we want to be doing something more. So we're going to meet every week and we're going to talk about what our weekly goals were for that week. Hey, this week I wanted to read X many pages of this book. This week I needed to get this version of this part of the business down, um, Which written was down the smaller it was the broken down yeah, the part subset. of the process yeah of the bigger goal so we took yeah. that bigger goal and to your point we broke that down into those weekly objectives yeah and then we met weekly and and i think every goal needs that every goal needs what is what's the process the daily process that you're going to go through or weekly process to get you step one step two step three steps closer to that goal mm -hmm. and i think the other critically important piece of that is measuring your growth and measuring your pace 
towards that goal. Because a lot of times people say, okay, I've got a goal, I've created a process, I'm gonna go to the gym, that's, I wanna be in shape, that's my goal. My process is to go to the gym three times a week and eat healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they don't actually create within that process moments to check their, prog- their progress, to make sure that they're on pace to hit the goal in the time frame that we wanna hit that goal. And I've done this myself plenty of times. Mm-hmm. So what happens? You've got your goal, you've got your process, and you've got time. Time goes by, you get to when you were supposed to hit your goal, and Austin, you're still as fat as you were six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what in the hello yeah. kitty is going on here? Yeah. Like, what, what did I do wrong? I had a vision, I had a goal, I created a process. Yeah. What did I do? What, you, you didn't make sure that your process was effective. You didn't make sure that your pace was getting to getting you towards what your actual goal was in the time frame that you wanted, right? So I, I think that that's critically important and had to become a pillar of bricks because while growth mindset is important, your growth mindset is ultimately going to take you towards having some high level goal, bigger than just money, bigger than meaning. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Really meaningful, right? Meaning. To, to, it's to true. You meaning. Enjoying life. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll figure out what that is for you. And you'll, you'll, you'll not just want it, you'll need it. You'll have to have it once you figure out what that is. And then you're going to have to try to figure out how to get it. And I think that's where that process side comes in is understanding you can't just want it. And you can't just take an hour or two hours and create a plan to get it. Mm-hmm. You've got to be willing to create a process in your life that changes your lifestyle, right? And we do this weekly. That. This is Football Sunday. I'd really love to be watching some football right now sitting here with you mm-hmm. and I love every moment of it. I know I know you <laughs> right do. so some of those processes are going to you know maybe take away some from some of the other things you could be doing well but when balance. you have that yeah exactly you've got to have that balance yeah. but when you've got that vision you've got that goal and you see what what that thing is that you could turn into that actually allows you to positively impact your environment because that's what I've realized over time and, and I could tell you have too is like mm-hmm. at first we were like man I know we could do something big and then we realize, oh, that big thing is actually just being a positive impact on everyone that we're around. So let me, real quick, I want to interrupt you because you mentioned, we talked about this actually a few times over the last several weeks, but measuring goals. Mm-hmm. Because we think so differently and I'm more of the, you know, you know, I'm just going to go with the flow of the day and, and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, let, let, let's see how things go. <laughs> to whereas you are very much more... Um, uh, methodical um not to say that we're i'm not but i'm yeah, methodical yeah. in a different way but how do you how do you measure a goal that's not measurable like you can't you can break down body fat percentage and yep. weight right yep. but you can't break down or measure i should say you can break down but you can't measure you know a positive impact on somebody for instance right so if you have a goal that's a little less definable uh mathematically what what's your process in doing that you have to find a way to define it Right, so you can't look at. So that's a part of the process. Yeah, that, that's, that's a. That's, that's really the first. That's the step. first step yeah. of the process. You okay. can't look at any goal. This is my take on it, but you can't look at any goal and say like, "Oh man, I can't measure. I can't measure it." So I mean, I work towards it, but I can't measure my progress. It, it like you have to find a way to measure it, and I'm I'm going through this right now because I've got I've got goals now that are easy 
to measure like the body fat percentage and mm-hmm. blah, 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 like weight, yeah. right? Step on the scale, oh, still fat, you know, by the gym. <laughs> and like, it's easy, boom. Yeah, right. Um, but then I've got some other goals where it's it's more based on what I'm, I guess I'm calling milestones. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't just have this weekly metric that I can measure with it, right? It's, I have to create a, create a milestone so I know what my progress is. You've got to be able to measure what your progress is. So I'll try to find a milestone some, something measurable. It doesn't have to be numerical. It doesn't have to be. Ideally, obviously, that's just easier to measure. And I'm an analytical person. I like building dashboards and graphs and charts. Yeah. So you give me some data and we can have some fun with it. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. It, but you have to be able to know if you're making progress towards the goal in some way. Right. Right. So right. even if you're... So it's almost it's, finding the mathematical way of breaking that down. Yeah. You know, just discover what it is. Yeah. And it's almost like a, a number count. Of how many, you know, you know, you have to complete all of these tasks to get to this vision that you have. That's the numerical value, mm-hmm. right? And that's, you know, okay, well, now I have to complete two tasks a week in order to make that happen. Okay, well, now I can measure that, right, on a week to week basis. Yeah. Now that'll look differently, and that's a very broad way of putting it. But I think to your point, that's kind of how I do it is I look, I simplify it to the areas that I can, that I can break it down in. I don't, I'm not trying to force things that can't be forced or to measure things that can't be measured. Keep it simple and look at things that can be defined in a very simplistic numerical way. Great. That's what I'm going to do. I know in order to hit my body fat percentage or whatever, I could have to go to the gym five times a week, which is another way of measuring it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the gym five times a week, but for that vision that is a little bit more fluid, a little less definable mathematically, how many things or how many tasks, how many experiences, how many people do you have to talk to to get to the point where you feel comfortable that you've hit that goal, right? And I think when you break that down still, you look at that in a more definable way, right? I just need to have a couple more conversations this week. Okay, great. Let me yeah. go out and try and start spark up some conversations at a bar or whatever the case is, you know, and you look at it like that. I think it's impactful. Yeah, I love how you, how you brought up just like even narrowing it down to the task level. You know, yeah. just looking at like completing a specific tasks on a week to week basis and, and measuring those tasks. It's just looking at all right, what's the end goal? What are the little things I can complete to get me there that I can that are measurable um, and then trying to get to that. So, yeah, I think that's that's great. Awesome, um, man. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I hope and I think that we touched on a lot of valuable things today. I know for a fact that somebody is going to get some piece of value out of what we talked about. <laughs> I hope about. so. So. Thanks, man. All right.